Thank you, Lord. Well, are you ready? Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you for your presence. Thank you, Lord, for the union we have in you and that we are in you and you in us. And, Lord, we thank you for the joy and the freedom of walking in your liberty. And, Lord, we ask you to open our ears today. Let us hear what you have to say to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, several months ago, the Lord began to lay on my heart about Psalms 91, and I told the guys about it, and I said, I I knew this lady that wrote the book. We met her several years ago, Psalms 91. And it's a good book and has a lot of testimonies. So we read it, and we started reading Psalms 91. And he kept laying it on my heart that this year especially, you need not just to go there occasionally. You need to camp out there on a regular basis in Psalms 91. And, And take it personally. Read it personally. And I want to read Psalms 91 to you, and we're going to do it personally. And I just want you to kind of read along with me. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Now, it's important you understand verse 2. I will say, you got to say this, guys. you got to say, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and the noisome pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings shall you trust. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. And thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor the air that flies by day, nor for the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor for the destruction that wastes in noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you behold and see the reward of the wicked. Why? Because. Because you have made him the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, my habitation. We call that union. That's union. It's abiding in union with him. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he will give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. And they shall bear thee up in their hands lest you dash your foot against a stone. Do you know why I know that's important? In Matthew 4, 4, when Satan took Jesus to the temple and showed him everything, took him up there and showed him all the kingdoms of this world, and he says, cast yourself down, for it is written, he will give your angels charge concerning thee, and they will bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Why did the devil quote that to him? Because he knew it worked. And see, that's why in Psalms 91, even the devil knows and trembles at that verse. All right. It says, You will tread upon the lion and the adder, the young lion and the dragon, and shall trample under the feet. Because, God said, Because you have set your love on me, therefore I will deliver you. I will set you on high, because you've known my names. You will call unto me, and I will answer. And I will be with you in trouble and deliver you and honor you. With long life will I satisfy you and show you my salvation. I'm telling you, you need to stay there in troubled times we're in. One of the things we read was Jimmy Stewart. How many of you know Jimmy Stewart? You know, not only was he a good actor, but you know he graduated from Princeton with an architectural degree before he went into the movies. And he was a pilot. He he was an instructor. He flew uh, B-24s. And he led groups in the war. And uh, I want to just kind of start right here uh, and read this. I want to read some of this. And he was getting ready to go over to England. He was taxing down the, run, the runway, and he padded his pocket to make sure his father's letter was there. 
Back in the States on the ground, when he left for England, the group's new liberators had been parked in, in, in the field. When he had to say goodbye to his parents, grabbing Jimmy in the final hug, his father had pressed a sealed envelope into his hand. And he said, read this after you're airborne. He said his voice was thick with emotion, but Jimmy had the letter open by the time the plane cleared the runway. Dear Jim Boy, soon after you read this letter, you will be on your way to a worse short of danger. I've had this in my mind for a long time, and I'm very much concerned. But Jim, I'm banking on the enclosed copy of Psalms 91. The thing that takes the place of fear and worry is the promise of these words. Did you get that? The thing that takes place of fear and worry is a promise in these words. I feel sure that God will lead you through this mad experience. I can say no more. I continue only to pray. Goodbye, my dear. God bless you and keep you. I love you more than you can tell, than I can tell, Dad. Jimmy was never without that letter tucked in his pocket of his flight suit. According to plan, he said he spent Christmas Eve attacking the locations in Germany. Says the fifth day, they, they established two new records for the American 8th Air Force, which Stuart and his company were part of. They returned without losing a single plane. Like all the enlisted places, Stuart was given a small book. They were given Psalms and Proverbs. And the president even wrote in this uh, Gideon New Testament, I take pleasure in commending the reading of this Bible to all who serve in the armed forces of the United States. Throughout the century, men of many faiths and diverse origins have found in the sacred book words of wisdom, counsel, inspiration. It is a fountain of strength and now, as always, an aid in attending the highest aspirations of the soul. The battle of the U.S. bombers against Germans was to death. After numerous near misses, Captain Stewart was gained the reputation of a lucky pilot who always brought his crew home safely. But this depended on Psalms 91, not on him. January 7th, Stuart, in command of the 445th group, returning from battle in two group wings, he says they were off by 30 degrees, the group in front of him. And he told the captain they were off, but he insisted he was right. And he says that, that he could have went with another group, but he stayed with them to ensure their safety. And, but he, he meant where he was going. It says, with a sinking feeling in his heart, he followed that leader. 28 miles south into Paris, a, le- a group of 60 uh, jets, uh, German jets, closed in on them, and he said he watched the leaders ahead of him, B-54s, shot down. He says, outmatched, Jimmy's formation took on the planes. Wow. How can those bombers take on jets and airplanes? He says they did... He says the German planes didn't have a single score. He brought them all home. He and his men bombed Nazi aircrafts, crippling planes. He always came back. And, you know, they told him that he could only fly uh, 25 missions. And he said, uh, quit counting. They don't know how many he flew. He said, I'm not sitting home with my crew going out. And he said, toward the end of the war, he, he helped lead the attack. And uh, he told his, his crew members, he said, fear is an insidious, deadly thing. It can warp judgment, freeze reflexes, and breed mistakes. Worse, it's contagious. I knew that my own fear, if not checked, would interfere with my crew members, and they would feel it growing. What he said about Psalms 91 has often been quoted referring to Psalms 91 by him. What a promise for an airman, he said. I place in God's hands the squadron I was leading. And the psalmist 
promised, I felt myself born up. Jimmy Stewart was the only one of few Americans to rise from private to colonel in four years when the war ended. He was the highest-ranking actor in military history. During World War II, he earned the Air Medal, Distinguished Flying Cross, something else, and seven battle stars. Active in the Active Reserve in 59, Stewart achieved the rank of Brigadier General and flew combat duty in Vietnam. I didn't know that. Back in Hollywood, after he uh, made films, his first film afterwards, It's a Wonderful Life. How many of you seen that? Jimmy didn't just carry the letter during the wartime. He never quit carrying his father's letter with him the rest of his life. He died July 7, 1997. Engraved on his tombstone is his favorite verse, Psalms 91:11. He will give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. And although angels did indeed keep Jimmy Stewart, his life could also be summed up of many aspects of Psalms 91. Not only that, from protection of terror and errors and day, pestilence and destruction, the promise found in Psalms 91, 14, and 16, I will set him on high. You think he was set on high? Because he's known my name. I will rescue him and honor him. You think he was honored? And I will give him long life. God delivered Jimmy Stewart from almost certain death and honored him with success and a good name and long life. Jimmy Stewart is a, is a, a wonderful life. Because he had wonderful promises. See, he carried it to his death. And see, that's why these things are so important. And you know, when God laid that on my heart, I told you that I was laying in bed one morning and I saw that sign you see right above the door on the back gate. It said, protected by the God of Psalms 91. And I saw one above the front porch. And I told the guys at the coffee shop about it. We messed around for a week or so and we finally decided to order them. So we ordered them, and, uh, you know, I mentioned it last week. We had 100, but guess how many we got now? None. So if you want one, you're going to have to write a, get a deal back there. But the thing I want to tell you is this. The minute I put it on that back gate and I hung it above the front porch. See, I have a safe full of guns. How many of you have got a safe full of guns? <coughs> but Jeremiah 17.5 says, Cursed is a man that trusts in man that makes flesh his strength and whose heart departs from the Lord. But I want to tell you what happened. The minute I hung those signs on my house and walked inside, I literally felt a release from the responsibility of that place. Yes. I felt the release. Amen. And, you know, I know that what we're talking about in Psalms, this, is, this stuff is all true. And we look at these angels and we see what happened. I was telling the guys, and, uh, you know, our last snow, not this one, but the one before, I looked out back and we had footprints coming up to the building. They were seven foot apart, gigantic footprints. Well, you know, of course, I thought it was Bigfoot. <laughs> Told the guys we had a Bigfoot business. Well, this time we had another snowstorm. And, that, and here they come from this way, seven foot apart, gigantic footprints. And uh, so I thought, well, I, I'm going to get my vehicle and go out there and drive, see where they started and see where they ended. Well, I found where they started. They just come down and started walking. And when they got through walking, they went up. So Bigfoot's out of the question. We got a big angel. A big angel. He's been walking around back there. And that explains something to me. Oh, yeah. There they are. Right. I told him. Now, see how big those tracks are? Now, do those tracks look down or up to you? Up? See, they look down to me. 
But every one of those tracks are up. They're about an inch and a half higher than everything else. Now, you're, when I first saw the tracks, they were down. But two days later, they were all above all the others. And that's a wonder. It's a sign and a wonder. And so, you know, when, when you see that, uh, what can you say? Glory. Glory. <laughs> see, about a month and a half ago, Rod and I had our campers back here. And a, a guy come by and he cut the cords off of the campers to steal the copper to sell it. And we had a 100-foot cord back there, and he broke in the toolbox of my truck and had it all sitting on the tailgate and had all this stuff in this neat little circle. And when I walked out there, they were sitting there. And I saw tracks where he took off and peeled out for about 40 feet, both tires, peeled out all the grass. Something scared the boy. He left it all and left. And now I know what scared him. This big angel slapped him upside the head and said, you ain't got no business being back here. But see, because what does he'll give his angels charge concerning you. Right? And so that, that's an experience. And, and there is no explanation for this, guys. But he said he would do this and he would give his angels charge over us to keep us in what? Some of our ways? And, and that's where the, I want to talk to you a little bit about some of these angels. Yes, sir. I declare in Jesus' name that what has happened is open up the door for the season for divine, glorious, angelic intervention. Yes. Not just for you, but for the whole house of the living God in Jesus' name. Amen. I declare in Jesus' name wherever you go, you are to impart this glory. Yes. And impart this wisdom. And see the panhandle will turn. We're not going to put up with drought, and we're not going to put up with the thief stealing our goods. That's right. In Jesus name. Oh. Amen. And, and we need oh. and we need snow so we can see the tracks. Yes. Amen. Oh. Yes. You know it, it. It reminded me when I was in the twelfth grade, and was going. My parents had moved off and left me, and uh, a friend and I went up to see them, and uh, we was on our way. After work on Saturday night, was he just got a brand new Plymouth Fury, and we're just leaving, going towards the uh, McCormick Cutoff towards McLean, and we'd mismade that circle there. You've been there many times. That circle, just we went around a car. He had his lights on dim and driving about ninety mile an hour, and right in front of us was a gigantic big black Angus bull in a cow, right in front of the car. It looked like maybe thirty feet, and. Uh, I just remember he never hit the brakes. We pulled over down the road about a quarter mile when we got stopped shaking. And we looked the car over and there was nothing, nothing there. It's like we went through those, car, those cattle. And, and I know now, you know, his, his mother died about four or five years ago. And he hadn't served the Lord, really. But I was at her funeral in Amarillo and he came up to me and he said, you know, he said, I'm sure glad God had a plan for your life. Because <laughs> yes, yes, he said, I wouldn't be here. So we all have angels. You know, in Hebrews it says, are they not all ministering spirits sent to minister for them that shall be heirs of the kingdom? See, the angels are given to us for a purpose, to minister for us, to protect us, to be with us. And you start thinking about all the places in the scriptures where angels are mentioned. 
And here in one, I've just started in Exodus 23 here, when God said to the children of Israel, Behold, I send an angel before you to keep you in all your ways, to bring you into the place which I prepared. And he said, Beware of him, obey his voice, provoke him not, for he will not pardon your transgressions, for my name is in him. And he said, If you indeed, you know what my footnote says here? This angel of the Lord here was Jesus before the incarnation. Because he said he won't pardon your sins. And he gives all the reasons why they think the angel of the Lord here was Christ before he became incarnate. And he says, from my verse 23, for my angel will go before you and bring you into, the, into the, all the ites. I'm just going to say ites and cut them off. Amen? And he said, don't bow down to their gods. So we see that, that even through the Old Testament, you remember in Daniel when Nebuchadnezzar, and he had Shadrach, Meshach, thrown into the fire, and, and he watched them. He said, there's another man in there. And it said, Nebuchadnezzar spake and said to him, Daniel 3.28, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and has delivered his servants that trust him. Once again, who was the angel? It looks like the Son of God, Nebuchadnezzar said. And he says, uh, and in the... Uh, <coughs> And delivered his servants that trusted in him. In Daniel 6.20, King Darius, when, they, when they was, he was thrown in the lion's den, King Darius said, O Daniel, servant of the living God, is your God whom you serve continually able to deliver you from the, from the loins, the lions? Verse 21, Then said Daniel unto the king, O king, live forever. My God has sent his angel and has shut the mouth of the lions that they have no hurt on me. No hurt. Now, see, I want us to start seeing, I really think we need to be more in tune with what's going on around us and more of aware. And, and you see, the word says, he that dwelleth in the secret place. What have we learned about union? See, we can't, he that abideth in the vine. We can't do anything but be in union in the vine because we are living our life by the life of another. And we can start expecting the protection, start protection what's, what's going on. You know, when things come against my house anymore, I just remind the enemy that this house is protected by Psalms 91, the God of Psalms 91, and you have to go. We need to start. What did I say? The important part of that chapter is I will say this. Don't assume it's just going to happen if you don't say it's going to happen. You've got to say what the Lord is to you, right? Let the redeemed of the Lord hope so. Say so, whom he has redeemed out of the hand of the enemy. You got to say so, Amen. So we see that in uh, <clears throat> in Acts chapter five, says the angel of the Lord, verse nineteen, opened the prison by night. You know he went in and slapped Peter upside the head and said, "Go on, man." You know, and and he he said to them, he brought them forth and said, "Go stand and speak in the temple to the people all the words of this life." An angel came and, and set them free. This is New Testament, guys. We're not talking Old Testament. Acts twelve verse seven. Behold, the angel of the Lord came unto him. And light shone in the prison, and he smote Peter on the side, raised him up, saying, Rise quickly. And his chains fell off from his hands, and he followed him. 16, it was Peter's angel. And see, that's what the scripture says. Are they not ministering spirits sent to minister for them that shall be heirs of the kingdom? That's what they're here for. And I think a lot of times there's so many angels. And I think most of them get bored because we don't let them do anything. Thank you, Jesus. Huh? Yeah, well, we got some watching around here. I can tell you that for sure. And see, think about all the times when the angel, what did he come to Mary? The angel came to Mary. Gabriel came to Mary. 
And he came to Joseph, her husband, in a dream. Zacharias. Many times through the New Testament, angels came to do their work. And so we need to recognize that they're a part of God's protection for us. He's given his angels charge over us to protect us in, every, in everything we go. And so we need to recognize that. And so First uh, John four seventeen says what? As he is, so are we. Well, John 15, 151 says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Hereafter shall you see the heavens open, and you will see the angels of God ascending upon the Son of Man. You're going to see them. And I think what he's saying is, we're going to see them. Because as he is, so are we. We're in union with him. And if he's in us and we're in him, I think we're going to see angels ascending and descending. Amen? I believe that. Hebrews 13, it says, Be not to forget entertain, that when you're entertaining strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unaware. How many times have you talked to an angel and you, talk, you thought she's talking to somebody else? Amen? Psalms 34, 7, the angel of the Lord encampeth about them that fear him and delivers them. What does he do? He encamps about those that fear him and delivers them. Exodus 23, and that's what I said, read that one a while ago. Naaman 1, 7 says, the Lord is good and a stronghold in the day of trouble. He knows them that trust in him. You know, Isaiah 26, 3 and 4, it says what? It says, trust in, that will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusts in thee. Trust means to be in union with, to be in union with him, trust in him. And that's when in Psalm 17, 8 says, keep me as the apple of your eye, hide me under the shadow of your wings. Psalms 27, 1 through 6, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? I remember we was talking about, you know, that Jeremiah 17, 5, cursed is a man that trusts in man. You know, I'm glad I have all my weapons, and you're not going to get them. And I will use them if I have to. But that's not my trust. I remember one of the guys telling a story about this old woman this policeman pulled over. And he, she handed her concealed license and said, you have a gun? She said, yes. He said, where is it? She said, well, I've got one here beside me. And she said, i got one under my seat. And, oh, by the way, i got one here in the back. He said, lady, what are you afraid of? She said, not a thing. Not a thing. Well, see, I wouldn't encourage you just to, just to have that attitude. Seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. But all right, what we say in coffee shop, it says pray and then lock and load. <laughs> this you ought to do, but not leave the other undone. <laughs> We're living in troubled times, guys. <clears throat> so anyhow, I don't know how that's got anything to do with anything. But <laughs> Psalms 32, 7 says, you are my hiding place. Catch this. You shall preserve me from trouble. You will compass me about with songs of deliverance. That's a song. You are my hiding place. Thou shalt preserve me from trouble, and you will compass me about with songs of deliverance. Songs of deliverance. Psalms 119, 114. You are my hiding place, my shield. I hope in your word. Psalms 125, 1 through 2 says, They that trust in the Lord shall be as Mount Zion, which cannot be be moved, but abideth forever. As the mountains are round about Jerusalem, so the Lord is round about his people from henceforth and what? Forever. How long is forever? (coughs) Forever. Remember, Jesus said in John 27 through 30, he says, No man is able to pluck you out of my Father's hand. 
No man is able to pluck you out of my Father's hand. That's pretty powerful, isn't it? Second Corinthians 2.14 in the Good News Bible, it says, But thanks be to God, for in our union with Christ, we are always led by God as prisoners in Christ's victory procession. God uses it to us to make known the knowledge about Christ and spread it everywhere like a sweet fragrance. In our union with Christ, we are always led into his victory. In his union with him. Psalms 44, 5 says, Through thee we will push down our enemies. Through your name we will tread those that rise up against us. Malachi 4, 2 and 3, But unto you that fear my name shall the Son of righteousness arise with healing in his wings, and ye shall go forth and grow up as calves of the stall. And ye shall tread down the wicked, for they are ashes under the soles of your feet. In the day that I shall do this, saith the Lord of hosts. What is the Lord of hosts? It's the Lord of the armies, angel armies. See, we still have angel armies. <clears throat> and I got news for you. There's two times more of them than there are enemies of demons. You got two times more angels than demons. So what should you fear? So fear not. Fear not. Only a third of them fail. We still got two-thirds working for us. Oh. Luke 10, 19 says, Behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Amen? All right. We need to start taking some of this stuff seriously, seriously, folks, really. I just feel like this year, we're heading for more darker and darker days. It says in Scripture, evil men and seducers are going to wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But continue the things you've learned and been assured of, knowing at whom you received them. And, and, and stick with the Word. It's the one that gives you power. And so we know it's, it's all around you. First John 5, 4, And whosoever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is a victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Living by the faith of another, John. Living by the life of another. By the hope of another. By the protection of another. By everything of another. He is everything. He is all in all in us. Revelation two twenty six says, He that overcometh and keep my works unto the end. To him will I give power over nations. He that keepeth whose works? His works. He that keeps my works. Your works may be important, but there's not a near as important as keeping his works. And that verse will take you back. Good master, what shall me do to do the works of God? He says this is the work of God, that you believe on him who he sent on me. The work of God is believing on Jesus Christ. It's on what the finished work of our Lord Jesus Christ. And he said in Revelation 3.21, To him that overcomes will I give the grant to set with me in my throne. How many of you know we're already seated with him in heavenly places? We're in union with him right now. So what? Who can separate me from the love of God? Who can separate us from the love of God? Nothing. Shall tribulation? Go read the list in Romans 8. Nothing. For we're more than conquerors through him that loved us. Amen. So I'd encourage you to, you know, put it up. There's some cards back there. There's probably 70, 80 cards. It's Psalms 91 for Bible. Get one of them, put it in your Bible. And the first thing you do when you start to read your Bible, read your protection verse and believe it. And I tell you, I'd encourage you to get this little book, Peggy Ruth Joyce, and, and read it. 
it has tons of testimonies. I think she's got two or three more books out now on testimonies of people's lives that have, have trusted in Psalms 91 and the report of what God saved them from. So it's not just a chapter, guys. It's, it's something you need to live by. Under the shelter of the Most High. Stay there. Amen. Father, we just thank you for your word. And Lord, we thank you for your protection and for all you've given us. And, the, and Father, we thank you for the angel that you put around this place to protect it. And Lord, we're excited just to see his footprints every once in a while. But Lord, we know that in your presence, as, as all this is going on, and we're in your presence because we're with you and we're in you. And Lord, we, we glory in the times when we're going to start seeing more with spiritual eyes than natural eyes. And, Lord, we thank you that to the glory of your presence, as we sing about it, it's going to be more of a reality than, than life itself. And we just thank you, Lord, for what you're doing now in all of us. In Jesus' name. Oh. Um, just a second, Jim. Um, I, Dorman didn't mention about the time we spoke to an angel in Korea. Hmm. Um, we decided to head out on our own. We, we were kind of crazy, <laughs> young. <laughs> and we decided we was going to go to this place in Korea where um, they sold clothes and shoes and everything, everything out there. And we got on, um, they have underground railroad trains, you know. So we got on one of those, and we told them where we wanted to go. And we got out there and we shopped and everything, and then we we got confused. Which way is north? Which way is south? How do we get back on this? We, I don't. I, we were clueless. All we had was the name of our hotel, and we were we went down. We found the the tramway underground tramway anyway we got went down and we were standing in line this was back in 84 or was it 85 85 before they ever put english words under the korean words you know so everything was in korean everything and everybody spoke korean and you know a little sea of black hair everywhere you know they were all just everywhere you know and uh, I, we ca- tried to ask people, where is this hotel? Nobody, nobody knew. And so here we were, and we stood there a qu- long time, and we was waiting for this train. And she was upset. And, yes, I was. And I was ready to get on my knees right there in the <laughs> dirty floor and pray, God help us, we're lost. And I, I did cry out in my spirit. I cried out. I said, God help us. We're lost. But I was desperate. All of a sudden, this Korean man appeared in a nice suit. Young, yeah, young. And he just appeared and he said, can I help you? In perfect English. We hadn't heard perfect English since we left the States. <laughs> yes. And we said, yes. I mean, he just appeared. He was not there. I'm telling you, he wasn't there. And we showed him the card where our, we had a card, the name of our motel, hotel, and we showed him. And he says, yes, I will take you there. 
So he got on the train with us, and he rode all the way on the train and said, this is our exit. We get off here. So we got off with him. He led us right up to the front of the hotel. He disappeared. I'm serious. Dorman and May stood out there. Where did he go? Where did he go? We realized then we were just talking to an angel. An angel took us to our hotel, and we had talked to an angel. So they can appear in forms of a Korean man in a suit. <laughs> Amen, that's good. A uh, couple of weeks ago when uh, we let the prophet speak, you know, there's something I, I didn't bring out enough. Um, because of the message of grace, uh, it'll, that's going to close the door to a lot of the devil's oppression coming against us, and also Psalms 91. Uh, the, de- uh, <laughs> so, um, the devil uh, isn't um, getting weak on oppressing people, but um, because of Psalms 91, the angelic activities and stuff like that, he'll have to go find somebody else. And that's why the, the world will see much more oppression. They said things are going to get worse and worse and stuff. Well, that's why, uh, because uh, they they won't find a door to uh, oppress, come against Christian people, and um, they'll have to go find somebody else. Well, that lets them double up against worldly folks. I hope you understand that. Okay. She's going to put a pad back up. If you didn't get one of those and you want one. The sign. The sign. (laughs) We'll have to order them. So if you want one, sign up back there. Just look. Well, we had to get a hundred, but we're in order whatever we get. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I tell you what, I, I highly recommend it. I'm not just saying that. There's a spiritual thing going on here, guys. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I did. One at the back, one on the front. Anything else? Yes. I want to give a testimony that uh, years ago when uh, Kyle's working armors in the first four years, he worked out there four and a half, he worked at nights. The kids and I were home by ourselves, but I didn't like, like it because he wasn't at home at night. And uh, I worried about it a lot. And uh, I met him at the back door and kind of crying. I said, why don't you have a job like other people in your home? And anyway, uh, he was coming home from Arbor's one night, and uh, he came in and, uh, and uh, went to bed, and he said, honey, I don't want you to worry anymore because he said, I saw a seven-foot angel right beside our house. Yeah, that'd be about right. You know what Jesus said about the little children? Suffer the little children to come to me, 
It says, for their angels do always see my face. Their angels. He didn't elaborate on it, but he said, suffer them to come because they're angels. All right.